What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I'm here. Recorded live. Well, hello, folks. It's Bill Henderson. We're back uh, with this. uh, Every two weeks, Dr. Garcia and I do this conversation where we try to record uh, what we've learned in the last couple of weeks and pass it on to you if we can. Uh, he is tied up this week uh, and is unable to, to share with us, but of course he will in another couple of weeks. Uh, he's learned some stuff that I'm interested in learning about myself from him. So, you know, he'll be back two weeks from now. Right now, It's me uh, talking to a member of Dr. Garcia's staff named Jake Gallus. And Jake is going to uh, tell us here shortly uh, what he does and and what he feels about cancer and what can help people heal from it. But before we do that, we have a little word that will hopefully cover our collective tushes here. Jake, you want to read that? Absolutely. The intention of this talk show is for information and educational purposes only. Any medical advice given on the show or read on either Bill Henderson's website, beatingcancergently.com, or Utopia Wellness's website, utopiawellness.com, should not be substituted for an actual visit with a medical provider. Since definitive diagnosis and treatment are not offered, there is no doctor-patient relationship. We strongly encourage any information you receive and perceived applicable to your situation from this talk show, be discussed with your personal medical provider to determine what is best for you. Or contact Dr. Garcia at 727-799-9060 to schedule a free, non-obligatory cancer consultation. Well, I sure certainly feel better. Thank you, Jake, for reading that. The folks want, uh, I mean, they pretty much know who I am. The people are listening to this, I guess. Uh, They've listened before, most of them. So they're pretty familiar with me. But I want them to get to know you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you do with Dr. Garcia there at the clinic. Absolutely. So, again, my name is Jake Gallus, and I work here as, I call myself a, a peer health therapist here at Utopia Wellness. Uh, my training is as a psychologist. I have my Ph.D. from Florida State in counseling psychology. Um, I did my pre-doctoral and post-doctoral years at Vanderbilt University uh, before starting on here at Utopia last year. Um, and really my role here at the center is to meet with all the, all the patients for one hour a week uh, to go over any emotional blockages that they might have, uh, preventing them from, uh, you know, being in their highest state of health. Uh, and then do our Wednesday morning group together, Dr. Garcia and I, uh, and we have a different topic each week uh, to help really facilitate the process of holistic healing for all of our patients. Well, that sounds wonderful. I, uh, yeah, I know a little bit about what you do. I, I, we've talked before, I think, uh, about a year ago when you first came to Dr. Garcia, uh, and certainly, as you know, I do coaching for cancer patients every day. 
uh, and I try to help them, you know, get familiar with why the cancer happened to them, if if possible, and give them some suggestions about how to deal with it. But of course, I can't do it in a clinical environment like you and Dr. Garcia. So it's a little bit different. Uh, It's kind of a self-help approach, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, Mm -hmm. I I think it might be helpful for people listening to this, Jake, if you could give them some examples without mentioning anybody's name, of course, uh, examples of things you've run into uh, which are definitely or seem to be associated with the onset of cancer for people that have to do with uh, emotional or stress issues and that kind of thing. Can you give us an example or two? Absolutely. I think the first thing to understand is is the connection between our emotions, the energy of our emotions, and how that affects our physical body. And I think the the easiest way to explain that is is understanding our hormones. Um, Really, the number one factor that determines our pH are the hormones that are released on our body on a regular basis. It's our internal chemistry. And so when we're experiencing a lot of stress, a lot of negativity, anger, anxiety, fear, we're releasing things like cortisol and adrenaline in our body. Um, When we're experiencing more uh, sad type emotions, depression, guilt, shame, we're releasing norepinephrine. And these are all very, uh, again, toxic hormones for our body that over time can build up and really deplete the immune system's ability to function at its best. Um, And so what we look for... Uh, in, in emotional in the emotional work are those kinds of experiences that cause people to feel prolonged regret or guilt or shame or betrayal um, that they have a hard time being honest about and therefore forgiving themselves for. And so when we help people learn to take ownership over these kinds of patterns and difficulties, uh, they can really let go, release these trapped emotions from their body and take more responsibility for their life make the decisions that they've been avoiding, and live a happier, healthier life. Well, it's great, yeah. Um, And I'm sure it does help because uh, what I found, and I think Dr. Garcia and I pretty much agree, there are only three major causes of cancer. Um, One of those, of course, is what you just talked about, you know, the issues, uh, emotional issues, stress issues, and so on that people experience which tend to go on for a period of time, you know, weeks, months, uh, even years, uh, and which at the time of the cancer and it, its attempt to get healed, those issues are not resolved in their subconscious. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, so what we try to do, and I try in my way to do it, it's not probably nearly as successful as your way because you have more contact with the person, uh, I try to get them to take on a procedure worked out by Dr. Brad Nelson, which is called his book is called The Emotion Code, and and we mentioned it in our in our book and on the website and so on. Um, and since The Emotion Code was first developed by him back in 2007, when the book was first published, he's developed something called the Body Code, which is much more elaborate and involved. But it involves accessing people's uh, subconscious, determining what's involved in the way of uh, the body code determines what organs are involved and what caused that particular organ to have a problem and so on. It's much more elaborate. Uh, The Emotion Code itself, the book that I recommend people buy and, and try out, is much simpler in the sense that 
you know, it teaches a person how to do uh, kinesiology, muscle testing, whichever, uh, to access their subconscious and determine which emotions on this list of 60 of them that he has in this book, the emotion code, seem to apply to them. Uh, it's not as it's not as effective as the body code, which requires some additional study and some additional uh, investment, usually of some more money, and maybe use of a practitioner to help uh, over the phone or Skype or whatever. They they like to work on Skype because, as you know, you know, being able to show the person what they can do to to access their subconscious is usually more helpful than trying to talk to them over the phone about it, but. Uh, they, these people, uh, a lot of them are, are trained by Dr. Nelson. Now, I, I was at a uh, conference in September in Vegas that Dr. Nelson put on for about 500 of the people that have been trained to do what he teaches people to do. You know, these are people from all over the country and even outside the country. Uh, and I w- he invited me to give a talk there, and I was the only person that he'd invited to talk as a guest speaker. So, you know, I felt very honored. But I also got to meet a lot of these folks that were helping people like you do, um, you know, not in a clinical environment, but just trying to help them, usually remotely, uh, you know, over the phone or Skype or whatever. And I was really impressed that uh, all these people seem to have experiences where they help people literally get over all kinds of physical problems, you know, by dealing with emotional stress issues and so on. Uh, obviously, your your contact with the folks, uh, which goes on for probably in some cases several weeks, I guess. Uh, or at least several hours with them uh, is probably much more uh, effective and maybe uh, a little bit more accurate in determining what the problem is. But uh, these issues that you're dealing with and that Dr. Nelson has been dealing with for many, many years before he quit his practice and wrote this book about the emotion code seem to be very, very real to me uh, causes of cancer and other chronic degenerative conditions among a very, very short list. Um, you know, there are only three that we talk about in our book that Dr. Garcia and I are co-authors of. One is this one we've been talking about. The dental toxins is another one. And what we put in our mouth, you know, in terms of food and, and drink that's inappropriate in many cases, but also uh, supplements that most of us don't take the correct right. mixture of them until we get sick enough to pay attention to it. Anyway, I don't want to carry on too much here, but this is basically an important, literally one of three, we think, major causes of the cancer, and it, it has to be dealt with. And resolved in my experience for people to get over it what do you think i mean do the people you work with seem to resolve these issues jake well we we have a very high success rate uh you know there are some things that people have a real hard time being honest about and i and and i do you know i think i think dr nelson's work is just groundbreaking and i actually use the emotion code with people sometimes i'll even do it in my office with them 
to help kind of walk them through that process. I think it's a it's a wonderful tool and a way to help actually release the energy of the emotion because really right. emotions are electromagnetic. And so if you know how to use the magnet correctly, you can get that energy to flush free from the meridian that it's stuck in. Uh, that's you know, you know that that's just one of the many tools that we use to help people uh, resolve these kinds of issues. Um, but really, the success is is more a factor of how willingness, the willingness of the patient, and in their ability to be vulnerable, their ability to be honest with themselves about what they need to admit that hurts, um, whether yeah. it's verbally, whether it's having, you know, they need to either write about it, they need to acknowledge it. That's really the first step because if you're not willing to uh, be vulnerable and not willing to acknowledge and accept the feeling that you're you're experiencing, uh, there's no way to release it. And really what I talk about forgiveness, all forgiveness is is, is releasing. Forgiveness just means letting go. So using yeah. tools such as Dr. Nelson's emotion code or the emotional freedom technique is another one that I that I use very often, um, mm-hmm. or even some of the writing techniques that we do, it's really just forgiveness in action. Um, we tend to take this word and, and make it, uh, you know, make it a concept that we try to understand, but really all forgiveness means is is the releasing, the flushing, the letting go of what's no longer working. And it's it's those people that are willing to take ownership of it first that end up being successful in that process. Because really the process is very simple. There are tools that work and that help you to do it, but if you're not willing to take ownership and be responsible for those, for those trapped feelings, uh, they're going to continue to stay stuck. Yeah. I don't know if you you are familiar with it, but Dr. Nelson, you know, which I'm not an expert at all uh, to to apply everything that he's learned over the last uh, really 25 years or so that he's been uh, both a a chiropractor in Southern California, but also an author and, and speaker all over the world for literally the last 10 years or so. And, uh, what he's learned and what these people taught me out in Vegas was that the uh, what he calls a heart wall is very common. You know, this is a, a layer, uh, an extensive layer, multiple layers of emotional issues that have occurred to these folks that seem to, you know, uh, they, they describe them as being wrapped around the heart. And you know, and excluding it from from emotional connections with people, simply because they've been damaged in the past by uh, this kind of thing, and they've walled themselves off themselves off from other people to a great degree. Uh, they call it a heart wall, and and he goes through a lot of the procedures. He goes through try to identify all these uh, layers on it and there's sometimes quite a few uh that have to be released and some of them date back not for cancer which is interesting in my experience uh the things that contribute to cancer seem to have occurred in most everyone's case where there's an emotional issue involved have occurred within a period three four years or so prior to the diagnosis of the cancer that it, it seems to be elements of emotional stress and so on that are fairly proximate to the appearance of the cancer enough to be diagnosed. But what they they find with people, and what I saw a lot out in Las Vegas, uh, is issues that date back to previous generations, you know, that cause health issues, not cancer necessarily, 
but all kinds of health issues and pain issues and so on that seemed to date back. You know, he had a lot of people on the stage out there uh, where he went through this procedure with them and found in several cases uh, that the, the problem went back to several generations back. And when he freed them up, you know, very simply, very quickly uh, from these uh, these uh, attachments to some previous generation that have been passed down, I guess, uh, they got over the pain almost immediately. I mean, it was amazing, the, the demonstrations he did. But have you discovered that the issues that people have tend to go back further than that uh, if they're related to the cancer, Jake? Well, I think you're right that we tend to find a, a proximal event that caused some uh, some change in the person's energy within the past, you know, three three to four years uh, that, that tends to set off a course of um, really acid formation in the body that ends up depleting the immune system. But uh, what I think is important to understand, and I'll use a little analogy to describe this, that recent event is like a is like a volcano. It's like yeah. it's like a volcano. Uh, but what you, if you look under the surface, there's a magma chamber down there. There is yeah. volcanoes, just an opportunity for that stuff from the past to come to the surface. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of us have, uh, you know, negative experiences in life, but we're able to cope with it uh, in a healthy way, unless we have some unresolved issue from the past that comes to the surface in that moment, and then it kind of catastrophizes that event, blows it out of proportion, and ends up. Uh, really being Mount Vesuvius when really it could have been handled much easier um, if it wasn't for some some of this built-up momentum um, coming up from the past. And so sure. though there tends to be something you can pinpoint within the recent past, it usually is connected to something much deeper and something that oftentimes goes back to even the first seven years of life uh, because mm-hmm. those are the years that were, were, were you know, most imprintable uh, by our parents and by society, by the TV programs we watch and by the schools we go to and things like that. Um, so oftentimes the most deep-rooted things um, ha- ends up being the core issue, uh, but it has outgrowth that, that tend to be projected into the most recent past. So it tends to be connected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I often tell people about my wife's personal experience with this Dr. Nelson's program because we discovered it when he first came out with the publication of his book in 2007. He, we went to a, a new author's conference up in Philadelphia, and his wife was there with him and my wife with me, and we, we got to know each other pretty well. And he was helping people during the breaks of this uh, three-day conference, you know, by rubbing the uh, magnet down their back and the uh, back of their head and so on uh, to release these uh, emotions. Well, we got fascinated with it and and got to know him, and we took the book home, the Emotion Code book, um, and tried it out on me, and I didn't find anything significant, but we did with my wife. Um, we found an emotion on this table of 60 of them in this, in his book, an emotion in her case called panic. And we said, what the heck is that? We've been married about 12 years at the time. This was back in 2007. Um, and we, we couldn't remember anything in our experience that tracked with that panic. So we said, okay, when did it happen? And in his book, as you probably know, he teaches you how to test back and see when this occurred. Well, in her case, 
It occurred in the year of her birth, 1954. And we said, what the heck? You know, so we, we, uh, she re- vaguely remembered something. She'd been told about her birth, and she called her aunt in Barcelona, who was at her birth. It was done at home by a midwife at her mom's home in Barcelona. And the aunt says, oh, yeah, the umbilical cord was wrapped twice around your neck, and you'd turn blue and were practically dead. And the midwife quickly revived you, you know, unwrapping the umbilical cord. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> that emotion that she had, the panic emotion, seemed to stem exactly from that experience as a newborn infant. And using the procedure in Dr. Nelson's book, we were able to release it from her, you know, using the magnet on the governing meridian of the body, the top of the head, back of her neck, down her spine, and so on, uh, about three or four times. And, uh, you know, asking the subconscious, is it gone? And it said, yes, it, it is. And her digestive issues she's had since childhood, and she could remember all kinds of problems with digestion and so on, virtually disappeared within about 48 hours. I mean, she got so much better as far as digestive issues that it was it was dramatic. It was very, very noticeable. And we've tested her. You know, that, that's what I like about his procedure. You can test again, you know, two, three months later and see, is it still gone? And it, it still is with her and very simple to test and so on. Uh, it seems to have made a permanent change in her ability to digest, which, you know, literally stemmed from her birth. Um, I mean, this is just an example of a, tra- a trauma, you know, that occurs to people literally long before they're 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 able to recall what it was. Um, it may stem, you know, like you say, back to childhood. You know, a few years of age, or even a very small uh, infant. What do you think? Well, absolutely. You know, those are the most, like I said, the most imprintable years of our life. We don't have the prefrontal cortex developed until about age seven. Uh, so mm. We're not able to think about our thoughts. Basically, all of our beliefs, our ways of, our ways of approaching life um, are, are downloaded. And uh, we're like a sponge. We just absorb all of it. We don't have the ability to think critically about, um, about what we're being bombarded with, about what seeds are being planted in the garden of our subconscious. And those seeds end up growing into the plants of our beliefs. Some of those beliefs produce fruits and vegetables and give us the results that are beneficial. Other plants turn into, uh, you know, thorn bushes and and prickly cactuses and uh, poison (laughs) ivy, you know, things that aren't very nice to have in our garden. Uh, So part of the the job here is just to identify those uh, invasive species so you can dig up. But the ones that have been there the longest have the deepest roots. And so oftentimes it, it, it kind of hurts to, to dig deep um, and to get your hands dirty. Uh, but that's, you know, a, a major part of the healing process for everybody here at Utopia. Yeah, I can imagine. Have you, have you noticed any incidents where people's physical uh, change occurs when this, these things are uh, identified and, and hopefully resolved, but also Absolutely. their personality tends to change in some cases, does it not? Well, I would say that uh, not necessarily that the personality changes. I would, I would more describe it as sometimes people's personalities become less inflamed. 
Um, because yeah. I believe, you know, the conditions that we're confronted with on this planet, uh, it's like we, we're allergic to it. Um, our true personality, our divine, true essential nature, it's almost a, we're allergic to the conditions of this planet. And so we become inflamed and we create all these egoic patterns like control and manipulation, uh, judgment and drama. Um, and when we learn to let these things go and learn to get back more into our heart and learn to be more loving and forgiving towards ourselves, it sort of it reduces the inflammation of our personality so that we actually become more of ourselves. We become clearer. Um, it's yeah. not as if we, it's not like we change. It's not as if our personality changes. It just uh, becomes more clarified and purified. Yeah, I'm sure you have, have encountered this as I have, where people have a multitude of uh, chronic degenerative conditions. You know, their body is out of balance in a number of ways. They have heart heart problems, maybe high blood pressure, heart disease, uh, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, uh, MS, ALS, things that are named, you know, with some kind of a diagnosis, but which tend to re react to the same treatment that we try to do for cancer, you know, particularly the emotional issues, but also, I mean, the other things, the dental toxins and, and the... Uh, obviously eating a correct diet and taking supplements, all of these seem to affect the body in a, uh, a general fashion to where the, uh, you know, the imbalance being corrected tends to correct all of these issues of health issues. Have you found that true? Absolutely. You know, a lot of times we'll release an emotion or somebody will have a breakthrough with a relationship and all of a sudden, you're right, they're digesting food better, they have more vitality, more energy, uh, their joint pain goes away, um, their migraine headaches go away. Um, and really, if you, if you look, look at the mechanism, the mind-body mechanism, the brain controls the functions of the body, but the brain only works as well as the heart allows it to. It's energetic. The heart's energy field is almost 5,000 times stronger magnetically than, the, than anything in the brain. And so when, you know, when we're stuck in our heads, uh, it, it really can produce all kinds of problems that gets very complicated. But the solution is always very simple. The solution is always getting back to a heart-centered consciousness. And right. so that's, that can be difficult for the brain because the brain wants to make the solution just as complicated as the problem is. And so it takes... It takes a little bit of uh, humility in a way to just be able to accept how simple the solution really can be. Um, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Simple and easy are two very different things. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you know, what I, you mentioned cortisol earlier. Um, I have noted, you know, because cancer is, in my opinion, uh, uh, the result of two major issues. One is acidity in the body, and the other is a weak immune system. Both of these have to occur for some reason in the person's body for them to, you know, be uh, be susceptible to the cancer exceeding the ability of their immune system to handle it. Basically, I try to educate people that cancer is a daily occurrence in everyone's body. And we keep it under control until we can't anymore. And so these challenges to the, our ability to control the cancer, uh, the acidity and the immune system in particular, uh, tend to be the, the most common uh, causes of cancer. And, of course, the cortisol, as I understand it, 
is a very acid substance. It's it's produced normally daily in everyone's body, but it, it jacks up to the extent when we're under stress and emotional issues for some length of time that it creates an acidic, acidic nature in the body's fluids and weakens the immune system. Uh, but our, that it is a hormone. It is an internally produced hormone, as you know. Uh, but are there other other hormones that that have similar effects on the body? Sure. Well, I mentioned the other two uh, that are very toxic, which are adrenaline, um, which is, you know, cortisol is more from uh, a mild level of frustration, anxiety, uh, what we call stress. But really, stress is just a perception. Um, and we can get more into that if you'd like. But the other hormones that I'd like to mention are adrenaline, which is more from uh, more anger and, and fear and terror. And some of these uh, more intense emotions produce, produce adrenaline. Um, and then the other one is norepinephrine, um, which is kind of the opposite of cortisol. Where cortisol is more of an, an upper, norepinephrine is more of a downer, where it's more produced from the, the, the depressed feelings like sadness and, and grief and shame and guilt. Interesting. Yeah, uh, very interesting because um, all of us have these emotional um, hormones produced in our body at various times, but apparently uh, when it is more or less chronic, um, the stressful uh, challenge to our body, whatever it is, uh, when it's more or less chronic, obviously it it uh, modifies the body to the extent to where the cancer cannot be controlled anymore, at least as one of the causes of it. Uh, but as you are well aware, uh, people are not at all aware of these issues that may have brought this on. Uh, it doesn't mean that it happened in childhood when they couldn't remember, like my wife, but even if it happened fairly recently, they feel that these issues are resolved in many cases that I've dealt with when, in fact, they are not resolved. The subconscious still feels that they're important enough that they're affecting their health. Would you agree? Absolutely. And that's, you know, what Dr. Nelson refers to as a heart wall. We build up we build up the, this, these walls to protect ourselves from feeling the discomfort of the emotions that our body is trying to feel. You know, the reason we're feeling the emotion is so we can acknowledge it and, and make an adjustment so we can tune it uh, to, uh, you know, to produce a more um, heart-centered feeling. But the only way we're able to do that is if we're willing to feel it. And so what people do subconsciously is uh, sweep it under the rug. You know, we bury things. We try to forget about things. And when, when we're successful in forgetting about something, we trick ourselves into believing that means it's resolved, when really yeah. it's just the opposite. Um, it, it kind of becomes locked in our body, and uh, you know I like the analogy. I like to use the analogy, like we we have a prison in our body that we lock all our emotions in. Well, the prison guards are members of our immune system, and so they're yeah. employed what's standing guard over our trapped emotions. Uh, when if we would just be willing to release it and and be safe enough to feel it, uh, then those prison guards, those members of our immune system, could be relieved of their duty and free to. Uh, free to accomplish the goal that they were intended to accomplish in the first place, which is to keep us healthy. Yeah, sure. I know Dr. Nelson, he talks about these, uh, you know, what he calls trapped emotions, which 
or what you just described, basically. That's the uh, subcon- subconscious not having resolved something that happened to us in the past. He calls these a ball of energy in the body that tends to interrupt the flow of energy, the, the old Chinese chi system, I guess, uh, where the energy flow to our body's organs is somehow interrupted by this this ball of energy stemming from you know a subconscious issue that we've we've maintained and you know releasing it somehow uh restores the flow of energy and makes it a lot easier to overcome something like cancer would you agree Absolutely and I think it's important to understand that if you if you were to sever your head from your body uh, your head is actually a reflection of your body. So if you look at your body, you have your, you know, your, uh, your gut and then your, your solar plexus area and then your heart area and then up into your chest, higher chest and throat. Well, if you were to look at your head, you have the brainstem and then the limbic system, the amygdala, uh, and then rising up into the higher parts of your prefrontal cortex. Uh, and these actually correlate with each other. And so when we're talking about the subconscious, not only are we talking about the brainstem, the amygdala, and parts of the limbic area of your brain, but we're also talking about the lower areas of your body because they correspond with one another. So when we have something stuck in our, when we have something stuck in our subconscious, say in a rea- in an amygdala fear-based reaction, it's actually creating an energy ball uh, in our lower, the lower parts of our body. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and there there seem to be uh, certain types of emotions that affect certain organs. Is is that true or not? Absolutely. And I'm not an expert on which, you know, which emotions necessarily affect which organ. Uh, but um, that that is true. That, you know, I know for a fact anger affects the liver um, and fear affects the bladder. Um, you know, that it is true that certain emotions, certain emotional frequencies uh, tend to have uh, negative effects on certain organs of the body, yes. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting thing for most people to learn because, you know, they feel that it is so far out in left field, you know, that, uh, that somehow the way the doctors have been treating them for cancer, that this is some kind of, uh, enemy that's invaded their body from outer space or somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, trying to learn uh, and, and teach people as I do every day, and I'm sure you do too, that what's happening to them physically is interior. It, it's their body responding to its own um, issues that have to do with what we put in our mouth, you know, what may be in our mouth as far as dental toxins are, are concerned. Mm-hmm but also what's generating from our mind and our, our brain and affecting us daily, you know, 24-7, which are, you know, related to issues from our past that uh, we've experienced, which uh, have been lodged in our subconscious. It's very hard for a lot of people to accept this. Do you find that you can get to people pretty easily and, and uh, get them to cooperate with you? Well, you you can make it very complicated because you can make it as complicated as you want. So what we really try to do here is break it down and, and make it simple and talk about how the emotions affect our hormones uh, and, and, and talk about how we continue to hang on to the past 
and talk about forgiveness. And when you, you know you've forgiven something when you can remember it and be at peace with it. So you know if you're trying to avoid something or trying to forget something or if you do remember something, you get defensive about it, uh, that's usually a sign that, well, it hasn't been resolved. And so there's no so we try to help people understand that it's important not to judge yourself. It's important to not blame yourself for this because the choices we've made in the past, well, we're, uh, you know, the best choices at the time uh, based on what we knew. And so there's, when you have that sense of acceptance of everything, of every choice you've made, um, then it, it's very easy to let go and forgive. Um, but we tend to, you know, people tend to overcomplicate things at times and make it more difficult than it has to be. Um, and really that's just a, you know, that's, that's because our brain wants to understand things. Uh, when really the solution is very simple. You don't even have to understand how all of this stuff works in order to experience the benefits from it. Um, so one, one thing I like to tell people is you don't have to believe anything we're telling you. You don't even have to believe this is going to work. All you have to do is suspend the disbelief. Yeah, right. and see, see it as an experiment and give it a try. You know, because if you, if you wait around uh, until, you, until you convince yourself that this is going to work, you might miss the boat. You know, yeah. So we really emphasize that with people that um, it's important to just kind of jump right in. You know, you're here to learn, and you're going to learn along the way. You're going to learn from experience. It's like let's plant the new seeds, and you can start watering it. You're not going to re- you're not going to have that breakthrough right away. You know, it takes time for that seed to germinate and to set its roots and to make its way towards the surface of your conscious mind. But once mm. it does, once you have that breakthrough, uh, then you don't have. That's when you're convinced. That's when you'll be convinced that that plant is growing. Um, but up until that point, what you need is faith. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we well, we run into the same things with the, the diet we recommend and the supplements and so on. We just urge people to try them, you know, for a couple of months. Uh, it can't harm you. Uh, right. You don't have to believe in it. You don't have to be, a, a you know, a complete committed person. Just try it, you know, basically give it a, a college try and see how you feel at the end of the two months or three months or whatever. And invariably, you know, it works. Uh, they they feel much better. They get, uh, you know, much more confidence that they can control their own destiny and their, their body's ability to, to restore its balance and so on. And, you know, so, yeah, it's a matter of, uh, convincing people to just try it. You don't have to be a believer. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, does, do you find that it challenges some people's uh, uh, maybe holistic or, or their um, spiritual beliefs at all, what you're suggesting they do? Well, I, you know, I we tend to work with everybody's beliefs uh, because, you know, we, it, it doesn't do much good if, if, if a belief holds you back. And so, it's you know if somebody has a belief as long as that belief is working for them, then then you know we'll go along with it. Um, it it's it's when people have belief systems that are obviously holding them back, obviously keeping them in a state of oppression or limitation uh, that sometimes we uh, you know we can push the issue and, and and question and help and and challenge them, but really it's for their you know their benefit. Um, so we we you know we tend not to get too um, What's the word I'm looking for? Not confliction. We we don't conflict people's beliefs unless we feel like those particular beliefs are a real problem, or they're yeah. interfering with their healing journey. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. Um, I, you you have uh, given people a lot of extremely useful information if they'll recognize it and and apply it. Uh, anything most, more that you want to pass on to folks that you feel is a, a general uh, guide guideline, if you will? Sure. Well, you know, I think one of the main benefits of a program like Utopia is that, you know, we have people who are new. We have people who have been here for three, four, five, six weeks, and then we have people who are coming back for maintenance um, who have been successful. And that, I think, is, is one of the main benefits of this program because that really helps people see, you know, see the success that other people have had. And people are able to share their experiences with one another. And, you know, the you know, we call our patients campers, they they do a lot of the work for us uh, because we encourage them to talk to one another. Um, So I would really just encourage anybody out there who's feeling, you know, alone and feeling like they can't do this on their own to, you know, reach out, to find people, you know, with like mind, to find people they resonate with, uh, to get some encouragement from. Um, And an easy way to do that is just to, to help others. You know, when, when you're kind and compassionate to others, then it really opens you up to receiving as well. And so it's, you know, none of us are alone in this journey. You know, we're all kind of in it together. Um, and everybody is both a student and a teacher at the same time. And so when you open yourself up to both learning and teaching, uh, it can really help you. It, it really accelerates your journey on this path. Yeah, uh, great point, Jake. I really appreciate that because, you know, I've been there, been to the uh, Utopia Wellness Clinic uh, where you work and Dr. Garcia's clinic, and I've seen these people share during the day, almost every day, uh, their their experiences basically in a group setting. You know, where they're all doing IV and all this kind of thing, but they're sharing with each other, and and it is a wonderful environment. Uh, it's kind of the limitations of of the people I work with. Most of them do not have you know, uh, com- compadres to talk to who have had similar experiences, either successful or not, uh, to talk to uh, daily, literally, while they're getting the treatment that they get in the clinic. So it's one of the major advantages. Folks, I want you to take a look at a website. We've mentioned it earlier, but take a look at it now, if you haven't before, and explore this. It's utopiawellness.com. This is Dr. Garcia's uh, Utopia Wellness uh, Clinic in Oldsmar, Florida, near Tampa, um, St. Petersburg. It's a a wonderful environment uh, where the people who spend the time there, you know, as Jake mentioned, they share with each other. Some of them come back later for maintenance, and they share with their success with the people that are getting treated at the time, and it's inspiring and encouraging and so on. So take a look at the website. There's some testimonials there, some great ones from people. Uh, these are videos of people who've uh, healed themselves, uh, where the clinic was a major input to that. Um, and as Dr. Garcia says, he doesn't heal people there. They heal themselves. And, you know, they have to take advantage of the kickstart that he gives them in the clinic, obviously. But, you know, the, the healing... It takes longer than you can stay in a clinic. In most cases, it takes uh, a a permanent change to your lifestyle and, you know, your system of of taking care of yourself uh, in a a number of different ways, getting your jaw cleaned up by a competent dentist and 
you know, dealing with these issues that Jake's talking about in terms of um, what brought on the cancer in most cases, something to do with previous experiences with um, trauma and, and emotional issues of all kinds. So it is important to understand that cancer is not a death sentence. Uh, it is normally something that can be healed. The body can be returned to balance. It can take care of the cancer excess that has been caused by something. Uh, one of the major things is what we've been talking about here. And, you know, don't give up. Cancer is us. It happens to us every single day in our body. And it's not some enemy invading us that has to be cut out of our body or burned out or poisoned or whatever. Uh, it's us. It's our body and just being out of balance enough to, where the cancer exceeds our immune system's ability to handle it. And we need to learn how to get it back under control. It's not that hard, frankly. Anyway, Jake, I appreciate it very much. I, I enjoyed the conversation today, and I'm sure people have learned a lot that uh, is useful to them, and hopefully they will take advantage of it uh, with either you at the clinic and Dr. Garcia, which would be delightful, uh, or maybe they can call me and I can help them. Um, my website is beating-cancer-gently.com. You can take a look at that. There's a lot of information there that's free, and and you can learn how to get our book, the cancer-free book that Dr. Garcia and I are co-authors on, and and also learn how to get the coaching set up with me if you feel that's something you need, and, and we'll help you. Uh, so, Jake, we appreciate you very much, and it, it was a great conversation. I enjoyed it. Well, it's an honor to be on the show, and I appreciate you for all you do to help so many, Bill. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Charlie. You're welcome, Bill. Take care. Bye-bye now.